Oh yeah. Here we go. It's the Entertainment Entertainment Podcast. The entertaining podcast with the entertaining conversation with uh, comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. I'm Caitlin McKee. This is Gwen Stefani, Hollerback Girl. Hollerback Girl. We all remember it. Oh, we yeah. all love it. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the Harajuku girls with us. No. Uh, we wish we did. No. Uh, but they're not, they're not with us today. Uh, but they will forever be with us in spirit. Oh, yeah. The Harajuku girls. Yeah, way to remember what they... I didn't even know... Yeah, way to bring them up. I think she sings it in uh, <laughs> the Rich Girl remix that they did with... Um, oh. I think it was her and Mary J. Blige did it. If it, if it was a rich girl... Oh. Na, 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 Wasn't that Eve? My, I think you're probably... Maybe I think you're Eve. right. I think you're right. Apologies to Mary J. Blige and Eve. It was Eve. Uh, I'm not sure. But anyway, we're doing... That song also was about uh, Gwen Stefani reacting to Courtney Love, I think, talking smack about her. Hollaback Girl. Yeah. And, yeah, and okay. so Gwen Stefani, instead of like talking back in the press, she said she made a song mm. like, I'm not... I ain't no Hollaback Girl. Yeah. Um, Which so. she is not. No, she's not. She's uh, uh, But but we, we're, we're, we're playing this because uh, we're talking about a Hollaback guy. Yes. Good. Thank you, Justin. Yes. Uh, as Jerry O'Connell uh, <laughs> cannot stop talking about John Stamos's book and uh, referencing Jerry O'Connell's now wife, John Stamos's ex-wife, Rebecca Romaine. My wife. Let's <laughs> he <like> loves <laughs> you. Oh. Apologies to our listeners. Uh, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold, so I may have. Uh, you're going to have to bear with my coughs, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jerry O'Connell loves refer loves the saying "my wife." He loves saying "my wife," and yeah. no matter where he is, he's just calling her "my wife." He cannot stop. I um, won't say her name. We'll only say "my wife," and he <laughs> and he does the thing too, where he's just like, "You all know her. You know my my wife. wife. My wife. My wife. My famous wife. My wife. Um, his wife is Rebecca Romaine." Stamos. So she used to be married to John Stamos, and that's where this whole feud comes in because John Stamos just released a memoir. It's called If You Would Have Told Me, Uncle Jesse Himself. Um, mm. And so John Stamos and Rebecca Romaine Stamos, they were married from um, 1997. Oh, sorry, 1998, 1998 until uh, 2004. They met in wow, 1998. That's it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> wow. I think I was, you know, I guess because, you know, I was a kid, so I guess like a year felt longer to me at that point but it felt like john stamos and rebecca romaine stamos were together for a lifetime no but just six years just, just, six, just six years a whirlwind marriage i guess in hollywood that's like 15. that's a long time it's, it's yeah it's like dog yeah. years you know that's true. you gotta yeah. yeah but um they met in um 1994 after meeting at a victoria's secret fashion show oh so, that's there nice you go. was she in the show or were they both just kind of hanging out you know but she what? was a model right she was a model okay. yeah she was a model um, and then she started dating Jerry O'Connell in um, 2004, right when they separated. Um, wow, so she, they've been, her, O'Connell and her have been together for a long time. Very long time. Wow, I yeah. didn't realize that, okay. They got together in 2004, and then they married in 2007. So that's a little history on this whole. Right. So, I mean, he did, Rebecca Romaine did start dating Jerry O'Connell, it seems like, pretty quickly after she separated from John Stamos. Yeah, so. which and, and I imagine, you know, since if that was when they separated, Things have probably been rocky for a while. They, she was probably ready for a new guy. Oh, yeah. Um, which John Stamos admits, kind of. So there's this... So <laughs> so basically, the whole kind of drama between these three people is that John Stamos, in his book, um, <laughs> call, basically literally calls Rebecca Romaine the devil. I mean, he literally says... That was one um, of the things that really... That, that like, really... Uh, he, the headline got out. Yeah. Was, and, and... Wait, sorry. Let me scroll down to my notes here. I'm so sorry. But, um... 
Yeah, so John Samos says, he's claiming, John Samos is saying now that the press is twisting his words and that he didn't call Rebecca Romaine the devil and he didn't say he hated her in his book. But then he literally says on Howard Stern's show, um, he goes on Howard Stern and he says, well, no, I mean, I, I did hate her and I did think she was the devil. But through writing this book, I realized that she wasn't the devil. And um, I actually played a part as well in the breakup. So, like, he just, I mean, he's... He was doing a lot of atoning on this John uh, on this Howard Stern uh, interview it was all about him like he was mad and frustrated at her while right. he wrote the book but then after the book he realized he was a lot to blame right just this gaunt Italian man yeah Stamos yeah I was like he from the, I feel like just this Howard Stern interview shattered my reality of John Stamos he was tortured He's a tortured man, and he, I feel like he needs to put some weight on. He's he's he sixty looks, years old. He looks amazing. He looks amazing. He does yeah. he does look great, but I do think he needs to put a little bit of weight on. I think he's getting a little bit of like frail old man look. I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't, so I'll, I'll I'll defer to the to the woman here. Yeah. I'll defer to the straight woman here. No, but. he looks great. I think he he doesn't even look sixty. He looks really? like okay. he still looks like Uncle Jesse to me. Like he looks amazing. He does look good. Um, I, I'm just I'm, I guess maybe I'm talking about his his, his structure. He, he doesn't have the George Clooney leukemia. No, I don't okay. think so. George <laughs> Clooney looks like. George Clooney looks like he either went vegan and then he just got like he lost a lot of like you know uh, uh, carnivore weight or whatever meat product weight and he looks and they jam some porcelain into his mouth yeah he's got crazy veneers he doesn't have the whole George Clooney vegan leukemia look Um, uh, what's TikTok I don't know what TikTok is oh god there he is George Clooney doesn't know what TikTok is it's a great video of him Flirting with Eva Longoria about TikTok, and he's at some event where there's a lot of people. He's not just flirting with Eva Longoria; there's a lot of people, and he's yeah. on. Yeah, oh, George is on in this video. On. Yeah, and his veneers are shiny. Is on, yeah. M- oh. More, they're more electric than he is in that video. Back to John Stamos. I'm sorry. So back to John Stamos. Yeah, he, he's kind of he does seem like he's a little tortured talking about this book, but like I, I think like um, maybe just don't call like if you're writing a book about your ex-wife. You know, maybe like when you get to the part where you want to call her the devil, just say like, hey, Siri, what's another word for the devil? You know, I mean, it's pretty. I think stay away from any type of biblical, any type of (laughs) biblical reference you're going to make about your ex-wife. Just don't do it. Yeah. Or like, like, why call her the devil? And then then I'm like, well, maybe it went from like my bitch ex-wife. Like maybe Mm. he was like, Siri, (laughs) Siri, I'm sorry, Siri, what's another word for my bitch ex-wife? And then Siri was like, another word for my bitch ex-wife is the devil. And he's like, well, there you go. Uh, Just call the devil. It's much better way of saying my bitch. Ex-wife. G- Google, uh, I'm, I'm going to call my wife a cunt in this book. What should I say instead? So Satan, instead okay. Instead of saying cunt, yeah. you can call her the devil. And he's like, all right, that sounds good, ghostwriter. I mean, what is he thinking? Like, No, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, come on, you knew that was going to get out. Yeah, and then at the same time, as a woman, I'm like, well, actually calling a woman a devil is one of the nicer things you can say about her. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there you go. You know, right. he could have he said a lot worse. I mean, he could just call, call, called her, like, ugly, and, and then that would have caused a huge you know what i mean like what if he said she had she actually didn't have great hygiene i mean that yeah would be, no i was just gonna say you like know? you know if god forbid 20 years down the line we had split up <laughs> i wrote a book about you i think you'd be more offended if i was like she smelt oh yeah or whatever then if, if you, i called you the devil i'd be like well the devil isn't intelligent 
Mm. Uh, knows how to get what they want and they're <laughs> very popular you know they're intelligent and they're good at what they do True, so yeah. thank you very much the, I'll yeah. take the devil yeah so that is a low-key compliment it's, it's a low-key compliment to Rebecca Romaine it's not the worst thing he could have said um, so there you have you have John Stamos who's a mess and he can't help himself out in this situation because he's just like I know everyone thinks I called her the devil but I called her the devil and then I realized through writing this book that she's not the devil I don't know why people aren't understanding that I just called her the devil to then say that I didn't, I don't think she's the devil anymore. I, I just don't understand. Like, he keeps just and yeah, and calling I, her the devil. He just, like, yeah, he keeps saying it. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of like, I don't even know why it's that much of a, of a uh, uh, controversy. I think like a, Jerry O'Connell can't stop talking about I it. I guess that's part of it, is that um, Jerry O'Connell wants everyone to know. Wants everyone to know that, that he has Rebecca's back. Uh, and he thought John wife? went a little too far. My wife? Um, so then, yeah. So Jer- and then he does the thing. Oh. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no. I'm gonna. This is just another Jerry O'Connell thing here. Because yeah. then we want. I want. You know, you send me a clip. He's a talk on the talk, right? Uh, and he's talking about it. And because they're talking about the Adam Driver right. thing that yeah. came that happened in, uh, I guess, in Ferrari. There was some press thing. They're <laughs> in Europe. And some guy in the Euro, some European press asked Adam Driver about like these. Can like, I do cheap, it? Go ahead. Yeah, so so basically, I think it's some Italian guy, and he like there's a press conference, and and he, and he asks Adam Driver, he goes, "Okay, uh, so what do you think of like the car crash scenes? Because like for me, I'd say they were, um, you know, like a little fast and um, maybe like not edited quite right, and I would say um, cheesy. <laughs> and then Adam Driver is taking a sip of his water as this guy says that. And so he takes a sip of the water, and then he just goes, I don't know, man. Fuck you. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whoa, Adam Driver. So, yeah, so they're discussing that on the talk, (laughs) and Jerry O'Connell immediately jumps into a tangent about Mm -hmm. John Stamos' book and his wife. Yeah. Says my wife, like, four times. And then he goes, like... Because he's like, you know, and Adam's got to be, you know, if you're the number one guy in it, and I want everyone to know, I'm calling him the number one guy. (laughs) I want everyone to know I'm calling him the number one guy. He's the best right now. (laughs) But if you're going to be the number one guy, you've got to handle that a little more professionally. Maybe not call attention to it. Like John Stamos, you know, my my wife's ex-husband wrote a book (laughs) about, uh, and, you know, I wouldn't want to address it because, you know, I just don't want it call attention to it right but as he's addressing as it he's completely <laughs> bring it up to be thrown into context with the number one guy yeah. right now yeah, adam he's driver like, he's like yeah and press would ask me about it and you know as much as i wanted to like you know kind of like say mouth off at them you know i just wouldn't say anything because i don't want to call extra attention to it as i bring it up here on the talk for I the third time this week i don't want to bring more attention to the book that my um my wife is mentioned in my <laughs> wife is mentioned in a book and i don't want to call attention to the fact that my wife i don't want to speak for my wife i mean like he literally is just this is the best thing that's happened to rebecca romaine stamos and jerry o'connell in like since he got the talk i mean they are oh, just yeah i mean this I, is their scandal they are running with it they're running with it it's good yeah. for their bank accounts it's probably great for their bedroom right now i'm sure they are alive in there oh uh, yeah it is, the blood is pumping through both these people he's like honey take my generic viagra i don't need to i don't need it just let's just listen to john samos calling yeah, you the devil he, let's do the audible yeah, let's yeah, do audible yeah, tonight they're doing some role play she's got some devil ears on i'm sure uh and, and, and it's electric and i'm happy for them yeah um, um there's my, also a oh sorry i 
I no, you, you go. This is going to be a later note. So you uh, go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I also, so there, did you watch the video of, of Jerry O'Connell responding on TMZ? I did, I did not. So I don't see this one. So in TMZ, TMZ like stops him somewhere and he does the same thing where he was like, yeah, you know, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't really want to speak for my wife. Um, but you know, we all know uh, he's a man who does not speak for his, his wife. His wife. He has her back, but will not speak for her. For his wife. But, yeah. um, I will say, you know, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, people uh, gotta make a living, you know, uh, that's what I'm gonna say, you know, just people. Wow, shady yeah. to John Stamos. Like, passive aggressive. This is, we need to get celebrity boxing back so we can right? get Jerry O'Connell and John Stamos in the ring to duke this out. Come that would be, I'd, I'd like pay a pay per view to ding, watch ding, that. Ding, yeah, yeah, I'd like, I'd literally, I'd pay $70 for a pay per view of that. Yeah. It would I be mean, great. It's, yeah. Just, just a couple of men in their late 50s and early 60s putting on the gloves. Let's see. And, who, and let's go. Who's going to the emergency care first? I don't know. Um, yeah, and I was like, way to, that's like, that's like the most passive aggressive thing is to just like rub your daytime TV money in this guy's face. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was actually uh. my next note. My, my next note was like, who's better at daytime TV than Jerry O'Connell? Oh my god. There is no one better at daytime television than Jerry. Like Ellen who? Yeah. Oh. It's it's Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, no. He, he he knows how to play the game. Yeah. He knows how to get I think every woman of a certain age has a crush on him, I'm sure. Hmm. Yeah, some women. I it, guess it works. In, in a way where he almost is like almost like sun crush too, where I feel like uh Sun Crush what reminds them of their son. Oh yes, like, yes, yes, like, yes you know yes, what I mean? Yes, like yes. that type of thing. Yes. Uh you know, nice guy. Well spoken, well dressed. Loves Bravo. He does the Bravo super fan. Yeah, thing. leans into like his feminine. Leans into his feminine mm-hmm. side. He, he's he's the king of daytime TV. So I got to give Jerry O'Connell a, a shout out for that. Yeah, he really knows how to how to talk about his wife. Yeah, his my you know yeah. my wife. Yeah, yeah, he does that really well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think he's been trying to get on. Like he had his own show on Bravo that got canceled. Like I think he's been really trying to get a permanent. He, seat yeah, in he, daytime TV because he seems to be the number one guy who gets called in yeah. to, to guest host. I he's think like he guest hosted for Wendy for a second. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he did Wendy Williams. The talk as we as we see. Yeah. I feel like you know Regis. I'm sure Kelly Ripa's had him on as a guest host multiple yeah. times. He yeah. seems to be the number one guy, and I think we need to give Jerry his own show at this point. He had it. He had his own talk show, and I think it got canceled. Mm, yeah, that's tough. so yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, he's very good at uh, appealing to uh, a wide demographic of. Uh, women who you're right who either are sexually attracted to him or are nostalgic for like more spending more time with just think he's a nice man yeah he's just a nice man yeah you know he i really enjoy the way that he talks about his wife um anyway (laughs) what a bitchy fight i love it it's yeah this is this is one of the better uh celebrity feuds as we end 2023 and head into 2024 i'm I'm excited about this one call rebecca stamos the devil and you won't stop hearing about it i mean i think i think jerry o'connell is going to be bringing up this this book and and for like months and months and months yeah it's gonna go well into the new year yeah i think it's going well into the new year yeah this is gonna keep going and it's probably and it's good for john stamos too. keep the book in the headlines yeah you know this is they might all be working together at this point i mean it kind of seems like yeah yeah it does kind of seem like this is a three-prong attack yeah they're all making some money here Mm -hmm. so so way to go all three of them way to go way to go way to turn a, a comment about a calling a woman a devil into just some cha-ching for everybody yeah i guess you have to at that point you know (laughs) yeah um all right any any final thoughts on this uh on this on this feud 
No, I, I enjoy it. Uh, I think both Jerry O'Connell and John Stamos look great. I know I was making jokes about John Stamos, but he does look great. Yeah, uh, you he know, really his, does. His hair looks great. He's, he's in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, way to go, both those guys. Way to go. Um, all right. Let's see. Wait, speaking of way to go guys, another yeah. guy who's doing great. And another man of a certain age, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, has turned 60. He has. Congrats, Brad Congrats Pitt. Congrats to Brad Pitt. Making it to 60. Um, way to go. And he celebrated in a crazy shirt. He wore a $6,000, according to People Magazine, a $6,000 cashmere, custom cashmere shirt. Hand-painted. And it's hand-painted with gold. So it's a black shirt with, Mm -hmm. like, some gold, a lot of gold. looks like almost floral patterns. You don't really know what's going on with it. It's very, like, bold lines with some, like, Art Nouveau, like, bad flowers drawn on it. Um, It kind of reminds me of something that Mike the Situation from Jersey Shore would wear. It is affliction. It's like, very, it's yeah. like very late two thousands affliction gear. It's but. something the situation would wear out to like headliners club when he was still abusing like cocaine, opiates, and alcohol. <laughs> you know, like it has, yeah. it has a substance abuse. And was how yeah, you know, he was. This shirt was getting him a sixum. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was gonna have a sixum in this shirt. Sixum, yeah, it uh, is. yeah. So, so that's that. So that happened this this past week. Brad Pitt turned sixty. He celebrated. Wait, can we talk more about the cashmere? Yes, because I. I looked up so it's it's part of Brad Pitt's um he he's he's he owns this fashion line he's like part owner and it's called oh, wow. of this of this like elevated cashmere line and it's called God's True Cashmere so he's like God's True Cashmere God's True Cashmere it's like wow. a weird cashmere cult okay and he says um this cashmere line is meant to be a collection of clothing that transcends mere fabric and stitches embodying freedom of expression and thought all while trusting in the divine creative process. Mm. So basically, it's like the Keith Renair. I mean, it's like, it sounds like this Nexium. This is crazy. Yeah, what? it's really. So you buy a cashmere to continue to believe in the divine. The is divine, that, that... this, this $6,000 hand painted cashmere shirt is really just about the divine wow. creative process. Yeah. I mean, if there isn't more crock of shit, like that is some <laughs> snake oil cashmere. I well, mean, that is some snake. I'll, you know, I'll get into it a little bit. It's because he did have a religious upbringing, Brad Pitt. Which I found out about in a 2017 GQ interview, oh, which wow. we'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, no, he does have a. He was raised like very religious. I didn't know that. But like, yeah. how ridiculous is that? You're saying the divine creative process, and then you're just selling a very expensive product. Exactly. Like if you're to, about the creative process, yeah. you wouldn't be. You would just be like making something, and then like not necessarily advertising it as you go to your birthday party like what yeah, are you as doing you're trying to sell it to like jeff bezos and lauren sanchez come on like who's buying your cashmere shirt come on brad come on um, brad anyway um, it's it's a crazy shirt it also it also gives me like um professional athlete going on below deck vibe like it has a little wow, yeah johnny damon ask- johnny damon's wife bought him this shirt yes. and he's wearing it and he's wearing it on the uh, on vacation yes yeah. and he gets really drunk in ibiza <laughs> and then asks his wife to pee on him i mean that's what the it best, looks like and for me the best moment in reality tv history i love johnny damon i already already love johnny damon and like that literally propelled him to like i'm like he's like my favorite baseball player ever i'll B- say below deck is like a reality show about really rich people who like charter private yachts and then it's about like the staff working with these really rich people and johnny damon went on the show and got like really wasted and he like plays he tried we, i think we've talked about this before on the show we'll but, talk about it again yeah this is not gonna be the last time we talk about johnny damon on below deck johnny it's damon. just that good um the best part yeah he uh they eventually like pull the yacht they dock the yacht and they go out to this like cheesy 
day club in Ibiza and Johnny Damon just like is drunk on a lounge chair and like leans over to his wife and he's like I want you to pee on me it's in amazing the day, in the daytime by a public pool it's like amazing. it's not even like it's like a nighttime and they're like yeah. getting debaucherous it no. is like he is he is in you know you know in just can't move intoxicated just, can't move yeah and yeah and asked his wife to piss on him it doesn't seem like it happened for him, she declined so yeah, yeah she declined yeah, she, yeah it was nice she, she, she kept she kept them together on that trip but um, that's the vibe. Maybe it's all yeah. the, maybe it's all the gold, the golden shower. It has a bit of a golden shower. It does vibe. have a little bit of a golden shower vibe. But um, anyway, yeah. So that's and the, the last thing I'll say about the shirt is that I, I am I am down for more celebrities wearing pretentious fashion statements than like posting just about their their bad takes on Palestine and Israel. You know, oh, I think this yeah. is what we need. We just need more pretentious, elitist fashion statements and less. Share, you know, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Susan Sarandon getting fired because she's uh, at a pro-Palestine rally and she, you know. Yeah, it just feels like that's helping no one. Not helping uh, no one. You know, but, but, but hey, you know, but maybe it is. So what do I know? Anyway, I, I, I say more fashion statements. I'm less, with you. Less apologizing for your. Brad Pitt's shirt is making me believe in God. So there <laughs> yes, we go. So yes. now I believe in the divine. Yes. Uh, because of Brad Pitt's $6,000 cashmere custom painted shirt. It looks like the uh, like the dress the the is this dress blue or what what color do you see white or blue like yeah. it kind of looks like that dress a little bit too oh, okay yeah um, so maybe that'll be a fun uh, thing for all of us <laughs> to think about um, yeah so I guess uh, so uh, they they were out in Los Angeles mm-hmm. um, a source here says that Brad was in a good mood and friendly with staff always nice to hear sure. Uh, and it adding that his girlfriend, Inez de Ramon, uh, was affectionate with him and put her hands on him. Nice. So there we go. Uh, and, and also the room was decorated with balloons. So now you can just imagine yourself in this place in Los Angeles amongst balloons and Brad Pitt's 34-year-old girlfriend putting her hands on him. Wow. To As, be famous. To, to be to be famous. What a, what a night. Wow. Um, Balloons and light touching. And another thing we got, we talked about uh, several weeks ago, we talked about how Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones share a birthday. Right. These two, uh, Inez de Ramon and (laughs) Brad Pitt, their birthday is one day apart. Wow. So they were in Paris celebrating her birthday mm. a few days before, and mm-hmm. they came back and had this night in Los Angeles. Isn't that nice? It is so nice. Yeah. yeah. He brought out, he brought out his golden shower shirt, and they had a great time. Here they are. Here's the two of them. Oh, my God. Here the they are. The shirt is so trashy. It the shirt really is really is does so not, trashy. No, it's not helping him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Pitt's a mess. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, he's not. I mean, he's not. He looks, he looks good for 60. But he does look good for 60, sure. Uh, his hair's a little disheveled here. His hair looks like my hair. So, I mean, maybe I'm, you know, ragging on me. Maybe that's part of the look. Because the shirt is kind of, like, buttoned loosely, and then the hair. Like, he's, mm, I think... You're, okay, yeah. And, and so, his, the, he's just going for that. The pants, he was wearing some kind of, like, baggy cargo, black cargo pants. I think the whole look was supposed to be kind of disheveled. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's 60 and disheveled, people, you know? He is 60 and disheveled, and there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No. He's had a tough couple years. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, it's I'm happy for him. Him and Inez have been together for about a year uh, as the article says um uh and i'm happy for them attendees were (laughs) spotted holding various pieces of artwork while leaving the celebration one guest was seen carrying a large photo of pitt and de ramon making funny faces at the camera so i don't know if that's the artwork it's just pictures of these two it's very strange yeah so you see the picture they're doing like a like a photo booth silly face picture 
I don't know. Uh, Brad Pitt, who, according to this article, is also an artist, according to the article. Sure. uh, Was was photographed holding a piece of artwork featuring two wolves. Yeah. So hopefully he painted. I I, I would love to own a Brad Pitt. I would love to own an original Brad Pitt. Sure. Um, We all would, you know. He's an artist. He is is an artist. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, they seem seem like they're having a good time. Um, Yeah, I'll get into it. Because I've... so we're in, we're going down to 2024. In 2017, he did an interview with uh, a GQ magazine. This mm-hmm. was like shortly after, I believe, his separation with Angelina. Yeah, this was like the first thing that came out after the separation. I feel like it was a big it was a big reveal. It was a know? big reveal. Um, I to me, the, so it's Brad Pitt in national parks. That's like oh the theme. God, so yeah. it's Brad Pitt. He's in three different national parks. Uh, and, and it's also, all about the pictures. Go yeah, ahead. sorry, he doesn't look well. Like, he does not look well in this at all. He looks gaunt. This yeah. is where this is where I should use the word gaunt. Maybe not on John Stamos. Maybe on Brad Pitt in this twenty seventeen, as he stands in a onesie in a cave. I mean, that's not even a onesie. That's like a that's like a robe. That's like a polyphonic spree robe. Yeah, it is like a full on polyphonic spree. Uh, yeah. yeah, he and he apparently was raised uh, Baptist. I think I have the quote somewhere here. Uh, hmm. He's called a goofy. Uh, he, he's rolling down a hill, uh, a sanded hill, and he's rolling down it on his head for some reason. Uh, and, and underneath it says, uh, he had some revelation when listening to a lot of Frank Ocean. Oh. I find this young man so special. Talk about getting the raw, getting to the raw truth. He's painfully honest. He's very, very special. I can't find a bad one. Oh. So he likes, so he, so he was into Frank Ocean at the time. There's a lot of him just just in the fetal position in sand. I don't know why that. I don't know if it was because his life had been spiraling, so that's why they were going for that. Yeah. Um, he refers to Jimi Hendrix by Jim. Okay. In this, he calls Jimi because apparently, like Jimi Hendrix lived in his house that he lives in now. Oh. Where there's like room. That's like the urban legend. Mm-hmm. So he just runs with it. Uh, he says, "I don't know if it's true." But a hippie came by and said he used to drop acid with Jim back there. So I run with it. Oh, my God. So he refers to Jimi Hendrix as Jim. And he also refers to uh, Paul Thomas Anderson as Paul T. Okay. And Daniel Day-Lewis as Daniel Day. Wow. So those are those are like the I'm on a real name basis with these guys. Even though I think Jimi Hendrix died before, well before he was famous. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and then he calls Frank Ocean special. I feel like that's kind of condescending. I feel like that's like making Frank Ocean very precious. He's just so special. Maybe, like, maybe that is maybe that is a little condescending. I feel like it's a little condescending. Yeah, this guy's so just say he's talented and good, like special. Like I'm just like okay. Yeah, just yeah. I, re- I really related to his music. That's all you need to say. Special. Uh, yeah. He apparently was making some matcha green tea for the interviewer. They they, they were drinking matcha green tea. Have you ever had matcha? I've never had matcha. I hate. Matcha. What is it? I don't even know what it is. I don't. There was like one day at my job, they like brought a new. They were had a new like restaurant company take over the cafe and the museum I was working. Everyone's getting some matcha samples. We were, we were getting like a matcha muffin, and I just like ate uh. a bite and had to like quietly spit it back in the napkin. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. It just tastes like blah to me. Well, um, apparently Brad Pitt handed. Uh, a cup to the interviewer and said, you're going to love this. Wow. Well, if it was me, I would say, no, I won't. <laughs> well, I don't think Brad Pitt's accepting that answer. <laughs> we better. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So that's those are, I guess, the highlights of the Brad Pitt uh, GQ interview. But yeah, and in this, he says he was raised uh, like very in a very religious family. Hmm. So yeah. that's kind of interesting with his now divine cashmere line that he has Cuckoo. going. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Little, little nuts. Snake oil cashmere. Yeah. But also that article, it's like he, I think after his divorce from Angelina Jolie, he quit drinking, I think. And that yeah, was Yeah, it was a lot about his sobriety. So yeah. I feel like that, that weight that he lost is like, stop drinking weight. I yeah. Think, which that, makes you look kind of gaunt, I feel like. I that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he put you. I guess you immediately shed that booze weight. Yeah. Uh, while he rolled down a hill on your head in giant red pants and a wife <laughs> beater tank top. It makes no sense. Yeah. I also remember, like, right when um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out and he won Golden Globe or won a one big award for it. One big award for it. I don't remember. But when he got up to make the speech, it was so awkward because he yeah. was just like, he's like, well, you know, it's, it's not that hard to play this character because it's just a fella who doesn't get along with his wife. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> just, like, dissing Angelina in front of all her peers. You yeah, know? yeah. And I think doing it in a way where he was, like, trying to make it seem like he's dissing himself. Yeah. But it's clearly a shot at her. Yeah. It was, I was like, okay, sir. Okay. <laughs> you know, you Angelina's going to go save the world while you try to sell us transcendent cashmere. I wonder why it didn't work out. Yeah, you know? yeah. She's at the UN all the time, and you're trying to make... You know, cashmere that's about the creative process. I don't think so. Yeah. You know? yeah, the, yeah, the creationist product process, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that is that what it is? Oh, <laughs> I don't my know. goodness. I, yeah, I'm still also just like, we need to get Brad and Jen back together, I think. <laughs> oh, my God. I and mean, he is as happy as him and Inez seem. I, I think I think him and Jen Aniston, I think a little soulmate-ish. I think Jen Aniston is probably so fucking happy, alone, and rich. That's true. I mean, my God. <laughs> just true. alone in her beautiful mansions. Making herself margaritas. Taking uh, collagen. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, yeah. being alone and rich. She's probably done. Meditating in the sun, as we see she's in commercials. Got, she's yeah, got dogs. She's, she's, she's got her dogs. Yeah. I don't think she needs a narcissistic uh, actor who's like, Jen, you want to come look at my transcendent cashmere? And she's like, no, I don't, actually. <laughs> anyway. You know? Yeah, it's that's a good point, and one I don't consider when I when I ship them together. <laughs> yeah, well, either way, um, it's nice for the story, but I, I just think Jen Aniston is fine to like drink a margarita in her backyard alone. Yeah, as far as Brad, I guess you're right. As far as Brad Pitt goes, she's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, yeah, she's done. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, any final thoughts on this weird uh, Brad Pitt celebration, birthday See, celebration? You know, it seemed like a fun night. Apparently mm-hmm. there were no celebrities there outside of him. According to this article, at least, yeah. there were no celebrities there. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you wish you were a fly on the wall. You yeah. wish you were a fly on the wall uh, in L.A. with the balloon party. <laughs> yeah, the balloon and the art. I mean, I yeah, don't know. I really, that's what I, I want to see more of this art that people are leaving with. He like, seems it, lost. I'll say it. Brad Pitt's, he does. He seems <laughs> lost. And I mean, I think, I, I, I mean, I, you know, it doesn't matter either way, but I, I do think anyone who's dating someone 26 years younger than them is lost. <laughs> I think it's like you can kind of save, it's safe to assume. Yeah. It's safe to assume. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the shirt and the, and the partner, yeah. It's yeah, a little, uh, yeah, combined with that shirt he's, especially. He's searching. He's still searching. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which not, is fine, you know, which is fine. Yeah. But. Yeah, which, you know, it, it's safe to assume. There's, yeah. you know, he's, 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 yeah, <laughs> searching is a good word. <laughs> Anyway, all uh, right. So, yeah, so it looked like everyone had fun, and I'm happy for them. <laughs> yeah, and his uh, golden shower cashmere. Love it. Yeah, I wonder if he's. In, I wonder if that's what he's letting everyone know, that he's into a golden shower. 
Well, I'm sure he's not not into a golden shower, you know? Um, I, honestly, I think a lot of men would feel that way. I feel like Is, a lot of guys are really into it. I don't know. I do. I don't know. I'm not going to say Silence. anything. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, time to move on. Anyway, Joey Fatone. We love him on this podcast. We do. Um, we, one of my favorite celebrities, Joey Fatone. He's so he's, great. He's the best. And this is weird just because we randomly talked about this acapella group called the Pentatonics. And I thought, because we talked about it because we watched this weird random YouTube video. From like 10 years ago. Yeah. Of like... Of this, uh, Nick Lachey. Yeah, yeah. And it was this weird... Um, clip of them they're an acapella group and they were singing on some um like uh singing show that ben folds from the ben folds five was one of the judges so it was just like this weird old singing show that we found and then we were like what is this ben folds is involved and there's nick lachey singing um una noche parentheses give me just one night um he's singing uh with this group pentatonics acapella and nick lachey he never looked happier in this Never video. looked happier. He was on fire on that stage. The one girl in the video, uh, or in the group, excuse me, um, he had like weird sexual chemistry. He, they totally had, yeah, he had a weird chemistry with her. It looked like they were going to dry hump backstage. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they looked alive. They that's were, it. They looked alive. That's yeah. the point. Yeah, they yeah. looked alive together. And so we were just like, this is so weird. And we talked about it. I thought that was going to be the last I ever heard of pentatonics. We're wrong. <laughs> it's the holiday season. And I guess Joey Fatone sang... Um, the InSync Christmas song, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, with Pentatonics on stage. Yeah. Um, so we watched the video, and it was so weird. Um, I have never, <laughs> I've never been to an acapella show in my life, and this did not seem like a good one. You know, I don't really know what's a good acapella show. I was, I was shocked at how big of a venue they were playing and how full it was. It was crazy. It is. They were in like a almost. It almost looked like. I mean, I guess, I guess it's like a giant theater, but it looked like a stadium full of people. Everyone had like lights yeah. in the crowd, like doing that. I'm like, pentatonics is huge. Who huge. Knew? Who knew? Who knew? Um, and so I guess the thing was they're trying to make viral TikToks while the concert goes on, which is annoying, but it makes a lot of sense. That's how like everyone markets themselves these days, you know? So he has to like, so the lead, you know, the, the leader of this acapella group, excuse me, Pentatonics is like instructing the audience on how to be involved in this viral TikTok that they're going to make on stage. And he's like telling them. Oh, I didn't see this. Oh, you didn't? So he's like instructing the audience on how to participate in the viral oh. TikTok. So he's like, in okay. This, in this video? Yeah. Before, oh, wow. I, I don't know. I watched the whole, there was like a longer version, I guess. Oh, okay. okay. And so he's like, okay, so like, you know, we're going to do this viral TikTok. And like, um, when, when it starts, I want you guys to like kind of sing on the chorus and like, you know, film at this point. I mean, he's literally giving people instructions. Wow. And I was like, if I was at that concert, I'd be like, Fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. Get an instrument, you acapella motherfucker. I'd be so pissed. Pissed. Yeah. yeah. I'd be so mad if yeah. I'm getting yeah, instructed on how to enjoy the pentatonic show. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm going to enjoy this show how I want to enjoy this show, buddy. Acapella asshole. I'm not doing anything you tell me to do. Yeah. And so he's like, you didn't, I guess we watched different videos because then the pentatonics guy is like instructing them and he starts to sing the song and it doesn't even seem like he knows any of the lyrics to the song. No, like, yeah. He, he barely knows the lyrics. I'm like, this is why TikTok sucks. Yeah, the, the video I saw starts, like, right before Joey Fatone comes Okay, out. But, yeah. Like, so, so, yeah, I think I missed whatever, you know, whatever was going on there. It's better, because it's enraging. Yeah, that is enraging. But then... I, I, yeah, no, don't... Performers, you know, I, well, whatever. 
I don't know. I mean, if you're at an acapella show, I guess you're down to be told what to do. I don't know. But, um, you sheep. But, um, anyway. But then when Joey Fatone comes out, it's like a, he comes out like a bat out of hell. I mean, he just is you such know, a pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. We need this NSYNC reunion. Oh, my like, God. Like, we need it. Leave Justin Timberlake alone so we yes. can get this reunion. We he's, all need it. How many times does he have to apologize? He's sorry about Janet Jackson and he's sorry about Britney. <laughs> now, let's do a bye, bye, bye. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, please. But he comes out. So, Joey. Joey Fatone comes out. He's such a pro. He's wearing a red leather jacket, and then his hair is dyed red on top. Yeah, he's got like a red, like he's like flea. Like, I'm like, this is, he is like flea. Yeah. Like, you think that he's just like going to like immediately be like, you know, he's going to be naked and is have an erection and (laughs) be like, guys, you know, women's bodies uh, are their property, so we need to not be grabbing the women in the audience, so do not grab that, because that is their bodies, and that is their right if they want. And then Kiedis, like, would have to, like, when he had took over, and he, as we, as we all know from Woodstock 99, when, <laughs> the, when the first time women were assaulted, uh, <laughs> ever, uh, ever uh, during the Red Hot Chili Peppers set. And then, so then Kiedis was the like... The year that Girls Gone Wild came out, and everyone learned that women have breasts, and we all learned that we can assault them. Like, okay. Yeah, and then Kiedis was like, hey, and guys, and, uh, you know, maybe if you stop grabbing their tits, more girls will take the tits out. So, <laughs> so guys, maybe think about that, and think about how I'm the lead singer, and not Flea. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a crazy clip where Flea tries to defend women, and then Anthony Kiedis just brings it back to like, "I'm the lead singer, so I actually get to talk more than Flea." And um, maybe if you guys, if you guys start to talk, start stop touching all the boobs, we can see more boobs. We I don't see know. more boobs. Yeah. I just want to, we can all see more boobs here if we stop touching the boobs. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think we should all think about that. This is a weird documentary, yeah. yeah. Like, they basically blamed sexual assault on Girls Gone Wild. And yeah. they acted like the fact that everyone was watching Girls Gone Wild made everybody want to touch boobs. <laughs> it's like, no, it's pretty much just since boobs were and around. white men like Fred Durst were angry, <laughs> and that's what happened. I mean, <laughs> just... Okay. Anyway, yeah. um, it's a crazy documentary, but um, so yeah. So he's got his hair dyed like he's flea. It's it's, it's yes, and, and because and it's a crazy yeah. Like you said, he's got the red jacket, the red hair. It's Christmas. He's they're yeah. singing the Christmas song. He's a pro. He knows what he's doing. But he's he also so he's kind of like rock and roll dad up top, and then like early arthritis on the bottom because he's wearing these like black <laughs> joggers. He's like everybody. He's just like okay, so up top I'm gonna go for like a rock look, but I, I just gotta wear these joggers. Like my knees bothering me. Yeah, and you they're, know? yeah, they're like they're they're, they're kind of like skinny style he has the adidas shoes going mm-hmm. uh he looks great way to go joey and i just feel like you can see when any of these in sync guys come out it's like you can see how they just in the way they carry themselves on stage it's like the 16 hour days that lou perlman made them like dance <laughs> like the choreography camp in like a windowless studio in orlando like yeah. it's just in their blood like i feel like you could wake these guys up in the middle of the night and be like go do bye 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 and they would nail it like oh, it's just yeah. like they're just that's who they are like they could just do it there was a video uh down in orlando recently i guess i don't know what performance it was but lance and uh lance and joey performed together and they were doing the bye 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 dance and it is muscle yeah it is ingrained in them it's crazy like like they were like shock therapy like it's like yeah boom get it out and they do it yeah that's why we need we need it we need this nsync yeah they could tour with someone if they wanted to they don't need to but they could do like a fun like if it was like 
and sync and you know the, the, the easy one is backstreet boys i say bring back 98 degrees oh, yeah. i say do 98 degrees and sync oh yeah get nick lachey back out there he can he's still crushing it he, uh yeah. yeah he lights up on stage too lights up on stage yeah uh, that would be a lot of fun for everyone <laughs> yeah so sorry this is like the weirdest topic but i think we were just so shocked that pentatonics were like back in the zeitgeist <laughs> that we were like okay i'm shocked by how many people were at this pentatonic show yeah it is i mean it's crazy. There's yeah. thousands and thousands of people, and they're all listening to the commands. I'm assuming he told them all to light their phones up like that. It, it, I'm assuming that was part of the yes, instructions. Yes, there was instructions. Now it was you so say annoying. Yeah. Um, I was like immediately just like, fuck you, no. Um, yeah, and they have 3 million followers on Instagram, Pentatonix, so look at that. People love acapella pe- music. Pe- people love acapella music. I don't That's know who I they wish, are. Yeah, I wish I had really... Leaned into my deep voice and could have been like the deep, you, deep voice oh guy God, Justin, in, a, in, a, in an really, acapella group. You have baritone. Yeah, you could. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I could have been that guy. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 Really good. Really just in the back, you yeah. know, and I could have been, you know, at the concert with Joey Fatone. Baritone Angermeyer. With my guy, Joey Fatone. Go yeah. to his hot dog truck in Orlando, fat <laughs> ones, and get yourself a foot long hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, um, and also I just feel like the NSYNC Christmas song is underrated. It's really good. It really is. I was you like, know? I mean, I like listen to it, like yeah. you know, uh, getting ready for the podcast and stuff. It's it's one of the best of like the modern Christmas yeah. songs, yeah. post two thousand Christmas songs. It's really good. It is really good. Um, so yeah, good to hear that. And yeah, we just the NSYNC guys, they are really good. Eternal. <laughs> NSYNC's eternal. 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 Uh, yeah, their their Super Bowl performance back in like 2001, I think they did the Super Bowl halftime, oh, okay. and it's really good. Oh. They were they like they earned their stardom. Oh yeah, those guys could dance. They they <laughs> they are good. I think it was like NSYNC. Uh, it was like NSYNC. I think Nelly came out, and oh, I want to wow. say. Aerosmith, I wanted. I want to say it was like that one. Oh shoot, Britney Spears was in that and Britney, one too. Yeah, and I think yeah. Britney came out with them oh, too. Yeah, 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 I think it was like a big star-studded. That uh, one is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I watched that a, f- a few years ago for whatever reason. Right, and like it was like yeah, no, they these they 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 were the biggest stars in the world for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, and and yeah, it's muscle memory, and Joey's still got it. Oh, he, yeah. He's still moving around. We'll, we'll play the video real quick. <laughs> so that's pentatonics. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess I could see myself having fun at this concert. No, I can't. I'm out. No way. Stop. Get into it. You clap. You really. You're... Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. And yeah, I wanted to give a note too. No backing track. It's no. just Joey's voice. I guess that's Pentatonic's thing. He's got the clean white t-shirt underneath the jacket. <laughs> yeah. He's moving. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, love it. And we need NSYNC back. We do. We really do. I, I want a new album. We really... I, I'm in. I, yeah. I love NSYNC. I'm ready for them to go on the Drew Barrymore show. That'll yes. probably be crazy. That would be great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Where she's just like, I am so excited <laughs> to see all you together again and you're so in sync you're in you're literally in sync <laughs> you know they always have to be smiling yeah, yeah, yeah they're just yeah. like wiping the spit that she spits on him out of their eye like yeah thank you drew okay 
It's also way. so interesting too in this day and age watching Justin Timberlake's dynamic with all of them. Yeah. So I do feel like it's like, especially since all the controversy, it's flipped a little bit where like, I think he needs NSYNC more than they need him kind of. 100% Justin. Yeah. So I think, you know, let's all do Justin Timberlake a solid and let's get NSYNC back. He's humbled himself. He's humbled himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's time. Um, Yeah. It's time. So it'll be interesting to see because I feel like kind of like JC, Joey Fatone, Lance Bass, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick, like I feel like they could... Be a little more empowered this time around, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. They, you know they they they've got it. Uh, they've got it up on JT. Yeah, his... they're like you know you need us, buddy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. For... What uh, do we want to talk about? Janet Jackson again? That's yeah. right. Timberlake, stand back. Yeah. For the first time in like twenty three years, yeah. you need us. So <laughs> yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Uh, and Sync is bringing sexy back as a group. Justin. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. They they are bringing sexy back as a group. That's You're absolutely insane. right. You know, they're and, like... and not in I love everyone in Sync, and they they you know those guys don't need Justin. Timberlake, but just as far as the group dynamic goes, it's, yeah. it's interesting to see in this day and age. It's interesting in the 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 power dynamic, as everybody's obsessed with. Yeah, yeah, it will it will change? Yeah, very interesting. All right, well, that was fun. Any any final thoughts? I don't know. I got nothing. I don't think so. You know, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. It was yeah. it was Christmas this week. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, and I was happy to see Joey Fatone getting out there. I, they're primed for it. I've seen videos of them like getting on stage. I think they're getting ready for it. I they think they it's have happen. to be going on tour. Yeah. Yeah, they have to be. Happy Holidays. Alright, this is Entertainment Entertainment, an entertaining conversation about entertainment with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. This is Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. We love it. We love it. Alright. <laughs>